in the closet of our mind, probably most of the clothes are hand-me-downs. They're things that you've acquired from people in your life, from your parents, from your teachers and professors, from your bosses, from coworkers, from books you've read, from things you've seen on television. Most of the things you think are going to have been acquired elsewhere. Which of those things serve you now? Which of those things did you never even really choose or believe, but somehow they ended up in there anyway? And which of those are you ready to part with and let go of? Welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast with Stephanie Lee. On this show, we're going to talk about the experiences of high-achieving women and men across industries and lifestyles who are at about the midpoint in their career and are no longer satisfied to let life happen to them. Together, we're going to purposely create the second half of our lives by addressing burnout and overwork, by getting clarity on how we're creating the experiences of our lives, including how we're keeping ourselves stuck, by articulating what it is we want for the second half of our lives, and identifying a plan to achieve it. I've had an itch to spring clean around our home and begin thinking about clearing out. It always happens this time of year. And I began thinking about how I might share that with you all. And so last week, we talked a little bit about just simply decluttering your space and the impact that that can have on you. And this week, I want to talk about what it looks like to declutter your mind. Because you can actually, yes, declutter your mind. And so I'm going to spend a few moments with you this week talking a little bit about how you might do this through the lens of the metaphor of thinking about your mind as a closet. So we're going to beat to death the metaphor of organizing and cleaning out a closet and think about all of the ways that this applies to cleaning out your mind. And you might wonder why I think this is important. So our thoughts, the things that we are thinking in any given moment, create feelings, create emotions, emotional signatures in our bodies. And those emotions and feelings are the stuff that fuels how we should act, how we show up, what we do. And of course, those things that we do then create the results that we have in our lives that create all of our outcomes and what happens around us. So looking back, those thoughts are fundamentally important for anything that comes after, certainly the outcomes that we create in our lives. So it makes sense that rather than letting our minds run on default, which of course we all do, because no one told us otherwise, that we would take a director's position, maybe a stylist's position, if we're going to go with our closets metaphor, we're going to take a stylist position and really decide what is going to be in our mind. How can we organize it in a way that's most effective for us? Because our brain is a tremendous tool. And by just allowing it to run on default, we're not leveraging all of its power. So we're going to learn today how to be more intentional about using our powerful minds. One of the other benefits of decluttering your mind is that you can actually clear out space for new things that you want to occupy your mind, new goals, 
new values, new objectives, new areas of interest, new hobbies, whatever that you want to give a corner and some space to in our minds. It's often very hard for us to let something go so that we can create room for something else. But that's what this practice is about too. I want to talk a little bit about what thoughts are exactly. This doesn't seem terribly complicated, but I do think it can be a little confusing when we're taking something that feels abstract, like our thoughts and trying to sort of think about it in this way. You may think about thoughts simply as the sentences that flip through your mind. Many of us have kind of an inner narrator who's with us all the time, who's just chattering. Sometimes that's rumination about something that came before, either 10 minutes before or 10 years before. And sometimes it's planning for the afternoon, for the next vacation, for the big project down the lane. Our thoughts are also just simply think about your self-talk, what you tell yourself about things that you're doing, who you are as a person where you may need to change or what your strengths are. And think also of your thoughts as being the things that you believe and that you tell yourself. And I want to explain a bit here and say, because many of my listeners come from faith traditions. And so when I talk about your thoughts and your beliefs, I'm not using beliefs in like a capital B doctrinal or theological understanding way. I'm talking about little B beliefs. I'm talking about thoughts that you have thought so many times throughout your life that you simply take as fact. So thoughts can be both overarching. They can be overarching about many things. Um, something a thought could be something like, I have to work harder to prove myself because I'm female. And it's important to point out too, especially using that one, saying that they're thoughts doesn't mean that they're untrue, right? It just simply means that they're a thought, they're a sentence in your mind. Really, whether they are true or not is not as good of a question as whether or not they serve you. Another kind of overarching thought might be something like good employees arrive early and leave late. Thoughts can also be narrow and specific, of course, to a situation. She thinks I'm inexperienced. He's arrogant. She's late. He's disrespectful and can all be very specific and time bound to a particular incident or thing. And when we're sorting through for the purposes of cleaning out all of our thoughts, we can recognize too that thoughts does not exclude things that are factual. So some of our thoughts are facts. It's 77 degrees outside. That's a fact. It's also a thought. There will be other times that I will, and exercises that I've led you through before, where we take a look at all of the things that are going on in our head and we pull apart, we tease apart the facts from the judgments and perceptions. We call those judgments and perceptions, our thoughts and the facts, the circumstances for these purposes, we just want to get a hold of everything that's happening in our minds and pull all of it out of our proverbial closet. Our thoughts can be as simple as Things like, for example, he's arrogant, just a little snippet of language, or it can be a full-blown story, for example, about a person, you know, he did these things, he's a narcissist, all of this happened over time, and this is the story that I tell about this person. So you may have long involved stories about people and events in your life that you tell yourself over and over and that you find evidence in your world to support those stories. And our thoughts, importantly, can be both positive or negative, right? 
All right. So now let's think about how we might begin to clean out that closet of our minds. And we're going to walk this through just like we are cleaning out a closet. So the first thing I do when I clean out the closet, perfect world, is I'm going to pull everything out and put it on the bed. So I'm going to pull all of the clothes on their hangers. I'm going to lay them down on the bed, maybe in stacks, probably everywhere. Some of them are probably going to have to go out the bedroom and in the living room because there are so many of them. The shoes are all going to come out of the bottom of the closet and all the boxes and bins out of the top, they're all coming out too. So I can have everything where I can see it. And so similarly, when you're cleaning out the closet of your mind, you need to get everything out where you can see it. So how do you do that? A couple of ideas, of course, put it on paper, just paper and a pen, write it down, put it on a device. Maybe it's on your phone. Maybe it's an app that you use on your computer. Either way, totally fine. Some people like to do this topically, like there's a, whatever is going on, this meeting, this person, this event, this incident. And I'm just going to write down all of my thoughts about that thing. Other people will take a time of day, like every morning, I'm just going to do a brain dump. Some of you might be familiar with Julia Cameron's The Artist Way. She talked about morning pages as being three pages of longhand stream of consciousness writing. It's very much a brain dump, just getting it all out on paper. So again, it's whatever works for you. For some people, you're going to want to use questions or prompts really just to get your juices flowing. So this might be questions such as, what's on my mind today? What am I worried about? What am I looking forward to? What's going well? You know, again, anything that gets your juices flowing to get those thoughts out on paper. You might find over time that you cultivate or are drawn to a couple of questions that you might want to ask yourself on a daily basis, perhaps to close out the day. What went well? What am I proud of? What are the things I'd like to do differently? Any of these kinds of things can be used to help you create that thought download. And once you've done this, you see what you have, right? If this were your closet, it would give you an opportunity to say, I still have this pair of pants, but actually I gave away the sweater that goes with them years ago. It'll also give you the opportunity with, with the thoughts to see where having a thought like my teenager is really disrespectful. You see that thought there and you recognize that you actually have a pretty fractious relationship with that teenager. You can see the result that your thought is creating. And you might say, well, wait, no, I have a fractious relationship with my teenager because she's disrespectful, not because I think she's disrespectful. But what I would say is this. So you think the thought, my teenager is disrespectful and you feel perhaps disrespected. How do you show up when you feel disrespected? Likely it's not in a way that shows respect for her. Likely when you're thinking my teenager is disrespectful, you're showing disrespect for her in your actions as well. And that's then compounding that situation. That doesn't absolve her of behavior that you think is inappropriate for her, but it gives you a picture of how you contribute to the situation. So you've got your thoughts laid out on the bed, your clothes laid out on the bed, and you can see them and you can see the results that they're creating for you. So another example from my own life. So as you all know, I post on social media and I'm looking to create engagement to create a community. And so if I post and I let myself get real worried about how many likes or comments it's gotten, and let's say it doesn't get enough. So maybe I have a post and there are what 
no likes on it. The circumstances that nobody has liked my post. And my thought is they don't like what I'm putting out into the world. And I feel discouraged. I'm less likely to post. I'm certainly less likely to post anything that seems the least bit vulnerable. So then you're not seeing an authentic side of me. I'm probably hiding under the bed, perhaps. I'm thinking about how this isn't going to work, you know, all of those types of things. The results of all of that behavior being, I don't put myself out into the world. Right? I stop showing up entirely. And then, of course, I'm not successful. So, those are again the little tiny thoughts that we want to become aware of. Pull out of the closet, put on the bed. Another way that you might do this, and some of you are just going to simply be wired where this is a far easier way to do it, is to think about what you're feeling. What are the emotions I'm feeling right now? And then ask yourself why you're feeling them. So if you're feeling sad, why am I sad? If you're feeling angry, why am I angry? And those whys are going to be additional thoughts that you can lay out on the bed. So something you're likely to discover when you put these clothes out on the bed, and certainly something I have absolutely always seen when I've literally cleaned out my closet, is there is a pile of items that I wear all the time, that if I'm going to go in my closet and just pick something to throw on or what I'm going to wear to work, whatever, these are just the outfits I gravitate to because they're comfortable. They're not necessarily the best looking clothes I have. They don't necessarily make me show up in the way that I want to. There might be nothing wrong with them at all, but they're the ones I go to all the time just because they're comfortable. In the same way, we have thoughts that we gravitate to that we repeat literally to ourselves in our minds because they have become comfortable and familiar, not because they necessarily serve us or our goals, but they become like the warm socks of our brain. Things that we find a little bit comforting, right? So going back to my social media example, you know, it might just sort of feel like a warm blanket to say, oh, well, no one likes what I post. We all have seen people do that watched people sort of indulge those types of habit thoughts. And usually we have some awareness of where we have done that as well. So be mindful of those thoughts as you clean out your mind. But now that we've got everything out where we can see it, we're going to make some choices. What do we want to keep? What do we want to donate? And what do we want to just straight put in the trash? So what are those thoughts that help you to show up in life in the way that you want to. So I've shared this thought with you all before, and it's one that I've recently adopted, but something that, that I think that serves me well for this season that I'm in right now is it's not all meant to get done. And this, it is referring to my to-do list or the things that are asked of me or, or whatever those obligations are in my head that I think I ought to be doing. And it's a reminder that actually the to-do list will never be done. I might artificially complete a to-do list with checking every box, but the to-do list is never done and it's not meant to be. Part of my job is actually to prioritize what needs to come first and not simply blindly run myself dry checking the boxes. So that thought serves me. So similarly, you're gonna go through the clothes, you're gonna pick those outfits, those tops, those pants, those shoes, those purses, 
that serve you and put those back in your closet. You want to hold on to those. And in fact, because you're clearing out and organizing your closet, maybe you even give a little bit more space or prominence to those items that serve you to make them easier to find. You may also take a look for items that don't belong here anymore. So say you're, you're going through your closet and you come across like logo wear from a previous employer. There's no question about whether or not you need to keep it. You don't wear that shirt anymore because you don't work for those people anymore. So similarly, what thoughts are hanging out in your mind that just don't fit your context anymore, that you really don't even have to deliberate about letting go of because they simply no longer make sense for where you are. Another thing to look for is what if your thoughts are hand-me-downs? So now in the closet of our mind, probably most of the clothes are hand-me-downs. They're things that you've acquired from people in your life, from your parents, from your teachers and professors, from your bosses, from coworkers, from books you've read, from things you've seen on television. Most of the things you think are going to have been acquired elsewhere. Which of those things serve you now? Which of those things did you never even really choose or believe, but somehow they ended up in there anyway? And which of those are you ready to part with and let go of? Some one signal perhaps of a hand-me-down thought is the idea of how something should be. He shouldn't behave this way. Husbands aren't supposed to do this. Wives should take care of X, Y, Z. Children should this. Bosses should behave in such a way. Family holidays should be like this. Anything that you're finding that has a should involved, number one, should never feels good. Think about something you think you should do. I really should clean out the closet. The emotion that that creates for you is probably obligation. We don't do anything good from emotions like obligation. But use that term should in your mind as a signal that it's probably a hand-me-down thought from somewhere else. And maybe it's time to look at it and see whether or not you wish to keep it. So you're cleaning out and obviously some shoes, some clothes are going to be really easy to let go of. Others, you're going to find things that were gifts, maybe memories are associated with them. Something very important occurred when you were wearing this dress and they're going to be harder to part with, even if they're things that you can't maybe wear anymore. And I want to tell you this, it doesn't serve us well to force these things. So when there are things that you can let go of, just let them go. Some things are going to be harder and may be a process. And for right now, you may just wish to keep them in the closet. Maybe they're not up front. So you don't look at them every day. They're not, you know, right there by those comfortable clothes that you're always grabbing, but they're still there. And you know that you have them if you need them. Same is true with your thoughts. Some of those are going to be comfortable and easy to let go of. And some of them you're going to want to hold on to. And you know that there's part of this is going to be a journey of learning to let those thoughts go. Some thoughts you're really going to want to let go of. And then you're going to find that they end up back in your closet again. It's like you put them in the donation bag and then somebody pulled them back out and stuck them back in your closet. And that's okay too. And you can take a moment. You can recognize, oh, you know what? I tried to let this go and it's still here. And that's okay. Maybe next time when I clean out the closet, maybe I can take that thought. If it's a thought that's not serving you, if it's a negative thought, like 
let's take something fairly innocuous, like this project is really important. And maybe you can't let that go, but that sense of this, that thought, this project is really important is creating a sense of pressure for you. That's causing you to show up in a more frantic way than you would, which isn't great for your work product, but you can't let that sense of this project is very important go. Okay, fine. But perhaps you can pair it with, I know exactly what I'm doing here. I've got this. So like you might pair an old t-shirt with a blazer and you never wear the t-shirt alone again, maybe when you think to yourself, this project is so important, you can also say, yes, but I've got this. I know exactly what I'm doing and bring those things along together. Maybe there are other pieces in your wardrobe, other thoughts that require some alterations. Maybe they need to be taken in a bit. Maybe the shoulders need to be slimmed. Maybe you got to let the waist out a little bit, but it's still a quality piece that you want to take with you, even with some refinements. So open yourself up to that as well. So now you've done your cleaning out. You've put back into your closet the things that you really want there and the things that you like your reasons for deciding to keep in the closet, even though you may feel a little lukewarm about them. Now you have some room in your closet for some intentional pieces. So this is where you think about maybe you're working with that stylist and you decide what pieces do you need for your wardrobe for the goals that you have now for today's career. So what thoughts could you think intentionally that are going to serve you now for the results that you want to create? And think about what those might be. Because most of us do not go around thinking intentionally positive thoughts unless we're reciting affirmations into the mirror. And one warning about that is that we might be tempted to come up with a list of affirmations, things you want to say to yourself. Very much like the Saturday Night Live affirmations in the mirror kind of thing, right? And what I would urge you to do is to find intentional thoughts that you want to think that fit you. So you're not going to work with your stylist to pick out pieces that you're going to wear in the future when one day they fit, but right now they're just simply too tight. You're going to select pieces that flatter your figure today. So select intentional thoughts that you believe and that suit you and that fit you today. So when would you do this closet cleaning out? Obviously I've coupled it with spring cleaning. So which kind of leads to the idea of like a once in a year thing. Certainly you could do quarterly or once a season when you clean out your closet. But if we're just thinking about the thought download idea, you know, you might think about doing a daily thought download or even several times a week, just sort of as basic hygiene. You've gotten your closet cleaned out. You've thought about your big picture thoughts and sort of where you want to marshal your mind's resources going forward. And then on a daily basis, maybe you do a little thought download and you do a little clean out and you see what's in there. Okay. I like these thoughts. This is really serving me. You know what? These, these probably aren't serving me and leading to what I want. What could I do with these? How might I be able to move those along? Maybe those are some keepers. Those need to be donated and these others can just be put in the trash. So that could be something you do daily. I have mentioned elsewhere. Um, I tend to like to do things around New Year's and the beginning of not only New Year's in January, but the beginning of a academic school year to me is a great time for a clean out. Um, my birthday, anniversary, sometimes vacations, especially if it's a vacation that I take routinely, you know, a when my husband and I go back to the same resort again and again, I like to sort of recount the things that have happened between those visits. 
those are great opportunities to do some clean out. So think about how you might want to utilize this practice. What are times when you want to just sit down and actually say, I'm going to, I'm going to do a big overhaul. I'm going to clean out my closet again. And then how to might you also want to do just simply some routine maintenance to allow you to leverage this tool that is your mind. Folks, it's been great spending this time with you today and I appreciate you tuning in to another episode of Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. If you're wondering how to do these thought downloads, if it seems a little challenging uh, and you're not quite sure what I mean, don't hesitate to reach out and write an email. I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. And certainly if this is work that you'd like some support on, that you'd like somebody to partner with and help you through, I'm also available to do that. Don't hesitate to DM me or email me through my website and reach out. And if you'd like to consider working together, we can certainly schedule a time to talk through that. I appreciate you being here and listening to the show. We will be back next week on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and over at YouTube if you prefer video. If you're enjoying this podcast, I would ask if you could pick a specific episode and send it to a friend, something that might suit them from where they are in their current place in life. Thank you so much for being here and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Bye.